I'm here with head coach Grant Neary for episode two of the Trenton Generals Manager Show. Grant, thanks for coming on today with me. Aaron, thanks for having me. All right, so let's start with last Tuesday's loss at the Ospreys. That was a crazy one. You guys jumped out to an early 4-1 lead before Ocean came back, put up a five spot in the eighth, but then your club retook the lead in the ninth before ultimately falling 9-8. And we also saw the Gens nearly come back in game two of the doubleheader against the Kings on Saturday. What is it about this team's resiliency to keep fighting until that last out? Yeah, they're tough. I mean, they keep on going. I mean, you know, I, I said it to the team yesterday after our second game. I think we're close. Um, you know, it's just that we got to we got to stop giving up a crooked number, um, you know, when we're in the field and pitching. And we got to kind of have a breakthrough inning offensively and kind of sustain a lead. But I think we're close. I don't think that it's it's that far off from, you know, going on a run and, and kind of having um, – you know, having a good end to the season. So, I mean, they keep on fighting. That's one of the things that this group is good about. They're, they're a bunch of good kids and they do all the right stuff. And it's just a matter now kind of keep on going. That's what I said to them is it's, it's be easy to get really down. And, you know, we've had a couple of tough losses lately, but you know, they, they keep fighting through it. And I think they understand that. And I think they see how close we are as well. So um, like I said, if they keep on doing what they're doing, I think, like I said, at, at some point in time, I think we're going to break out. And then on last Thursday, we saw you guys come back to Moody and take on the Ospreys again, and your pitching staff arguably delivered their best performance of the year, a combined shutout from five different guys. How tough is it in that circumstance to maintain that excellence on the mound when, you guys, when you're asking five different guys to be at their best? Yeah, I mean, they did a great job. You know, uh, we threw a ton of strikes. They only gave up, I believe it was, what, three or four hits. It was, it was a pretty impressive um, outing altogether, all those guys. Um, I think everyone contributed on the mound. Um, you know, I guess we got a double that, that scored a run from Jason Wolf. So that was big in terms of, you know, pushing across what we needed. Um, but like I said, we took care of the ball in the field, uh, and we did a great job throwing strikes. I think that was really what it was really competitive on the mound. Um, and, and give the, the Ospreys credit. They fought back, you know, they had some opportunities as well, but you know, we, we were just able to kind of sustain what we were able to do on the mound and, and go from there. And then a really tough weekend scheduling-wise for you guys. First, you ran into the Kings, who have now won eight straight. And those were two tough competitive losses to South Jersey, 4-1 in game one, 5-4 in game two. What do you like out of your team that you saw in those two games? I mean, our guys don't give up. They fight back. You know, they're going to continue to, you know, put together what we need to do to try to be competitive in every single game. Um, like I said, I, I think it's we're close. You know, it's just a matter of, you know, a couple runs here or there, uh, you know, free bases have kind of been our nemesis a little bit, um, you know, and, and unfortunately some of our pitchers have had some hard luck losses and I think they've pitched pretty well. Uh, Ryan McLaughlin was really good on Saturday. I thought, you know, I think I can only remember one ball that was really hit hard. They just kind of found holes with some of the balls they hit. Um, so it, like I said, it, it's been, it's been a challenge. You know, we just want to keep the guys engaged and continuing to, to battle and, and do a good job. And I think they're doing that. And I, like I said, the, the big thing is I think they see how close we are to, to just kind of breaking out and putting together a string of games to where we can win them. Um, and that's a good thing. It's not as though we're getting really blown out or anything like that. We're playing competitive games against good teams. And, you know, sooner or later, it's going to, we're going to put it all together. And we're going to have that, those types of games where, you know, we break out offensively and we, we kind of do the job on the mound that we've been doing and we're taking care of the ball in the field. Just a matter of kind of putting all phases of the game together. 
And on Sunday, you guys got to stay home to play Quaker Town, who have now won nine straight of their own. And the Blazers took advantage of two walks and a hit by pitch in game one to put up three runs in the first inning. And then they had another three spot in game two to the two walks and an error and a pass ball. So what is the key to limiting those little mistakes as we head towards the final stretch of this regular season? You know, it's, you know, a lot of times it's just, you know, just getting back and being competitive. Um, you know, what it, what's going on is you face good teams and they take advantage of, of freebies. They take advantage of those, you know, those walks, those free 90s, whether it's a walk, air, whatever the case may be, is, you know, they, they'll cash in on those. Um, and when we get those, we need to do the same. Um, and we need to do so at a, at a, you know, at a consistent level. And that's just one thing that we're, 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 we're fighting towards. We're working towards. We're not there yet. But, I mean, that's the thing is if we, we win the freebie battle, then we'll win a game. And chances are that that's what we need to do moving forward is, you know, if we get a free base or if we get a, an error or a walk, a hit-by-pitch, we need to string it together with something else right behind it to try to keep it moving. Um, that's what other teams have done to us really. Um, and that's one of the things that we need to start to do ourselves. Um, and if we can limit those, then that's great. You know, but I think overall our pitchers have done a good job um, in terms of trying to limit those in terms of, you know, not walking a ton of guys or doing anything like that. Um, obviously sometimes it happens, but you know, if they can work ahead in the counts, what they're seeing too is, and a lot of guys have said it to me, is it's a completely different game when they're playing with wood as opposed to metal. And they're, they're still making the adjustment of, to pitching to wood as opposed to pitching to metal bats during the course of their college season. Yeah, and can you talk a little bit about that? You know, what is that adjustment like when they're used to play, playing with metal bats the entire college season, then transitioning into the summer, playing with those wood bats, uh, which they usually do not do? Yeah, I think a lot of times, um, you know, on the mound, it's guys are so uh, – used to kind of, you know, pitching away. It's away, 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 away with everything. Away hard, away soft. If you show something hard, it's going to be firm in and you go right back out. Um, with wood, you can come in on hitters, right? There's not as much forgiveness with the bats as opposed to with metal bats, um, where you can make a great pitch on the inner half of the plate and a guy could sneak it over the third baseman's head and it's a double um, or down the line or something along those lines. Um, you know, like I said, the wood's not as forgiving. So our guys are starting to get into that mode of, being able to pitch in, you know, being able to throw away, getting the heading counts, um, you know, creating that weak contact later in counts. If they get a guy, oh, one, one, two, whatever the case may be, um, they're making those adjustments. Like I said, there's a learning curve to it, obviously, um, from going from metal, you know, predominantly have they, they've played pretty much their entire lives to, uh, you know, going to wood and pitching to wood consistently in, in a league like this. And, um, you know, like I said, they're making those adjustments. You know, it's just it's it's that process of, they all of a sudden they see that they can get a, a positive outcome by pitching a little bit differently. And then they're more inept to do it, or they're more, I guess they'd be more so motivated to do so um, moving forward because they see that what the result is. Um, and I think that's, that's the big thing is, is just, you know, kind of overcoming that fear of, you know, coming into a hitter and, you know, having a, a weak hit, you know, over, over someone's head in the infield, just because metal forgives a little bit, even if you don't get off a great swing. And the offense has struggled a little bit over the last week, hitting just under 200. How do you guys turn that around and turn your around success at the plate after having a lot of that success two weeks ago? Yeah, I think a lot of it is, is just being able to make adjustments pitch by pitch, at bat to at bat. Um, you know, seeing how guys have, are pitching other guys, um, you know, and kind of having that, that information that, that they take to the plate themselves um, every single at bat. Uh, and just, like I said, making those adjustments, you know, great hitters are able to do that. They can make that adjustment pitch by pitch. 
if they see a pitch, they get off a bad swing. Well, they're not getting off another bad one in that at bat. Um, you know, they're making an adjustment at bat to at bat. If they see that they're, they're getting thrown changeups a ton, you know, which I think that we've been seeing some of the times, um, you know, they're able to make that adjustment the next at bat and they, they lay off that pitch and wait for something that's a little bit better to, to put a good swing on. Um, but like I said, it, it's just, you know, it, it's that information gathering from watching the game, from the information from the previous at bat, whatever the case may be, and trying to apply that to their next day big. And one guy who has not stopped hitting is Scotty Young. He's now hitting 375 on the season, 10 RBIs over 40 at bats. What do you think the key has been Scotty's success at the plate this summer? Uh, I, I think that any ball he puts in play could be a hit. And that's just because he's so athletic, runs so well. Um, you know, he's beat out ground balls to second base. Um, and then when he gets other pitches that he can really, you know, do something with, he takes advantage of them. Um, and he's done a good job, you know, hitting throughout the, the course of the time that we've had him barreling balls up, get a lot of hits. Um, you know, I, I, like I said, there's, I think there's, you know, there's something to be said for that. You know, obviously the ball in play when you run really well um, becomes a, an obstacle for guys. You know, they have to get rid of the ball quicker. He's putting himself in a, in a position to get himself on base just by, you know, putting the ball in play. Um, that, like I said, for those guys who run really well, that that's that's a huge piece there, too, is, you know, like I said, they're pressuring the defense to, to make a play, you know, to, to come up real quickly and do something they may not be used to doing or as comfortable doing as that routine ball that's hit right at them uh, with a guy who's a little bit of a lesser runner. And now looking forward to the All-Star game, which is on Wednesday, you guys have five guys headed for the Generals headed to Quakertown, including Ryan Drumboski and pitcher Ryan McLaughlin. What have you seen from those two guys on the mound that stood out to you this summer? Yeah, I mean, they throw a ton of strikes. They can throw breaking balls in any counts. Um, they're competitive. You know, those guys who want the ball, um, they're two polar opposite personalities um, where Drumbowski's, he's out there, but he's very good. Um, but, you know, he's, he's loud, he's vocal, and, and Ryan McLaughlin's very quiet, uh, very reserved. But, you know, I think just as competitive, um, you know, and, and he's, he's very good as well. So those guys are, you know, they, they've done a really good job for us. Like I said, I think uh, McLaughlin's been a – he's been a tough luck lo loser in a couple games too where I think he's thrown really well. Um, and, and Drombo's just – he's a competitor. You give him the ball, you put him on the mound, he wants to throw all the time. You know, he's one of those guys you almost have to tell him you got to – you got to back off a little bit as opposed to throw more. Um, but yeah, like I said, the, the, I think that's the biggest thing there is that they want the ball and they're competitive guys. Um, and they throw really, they throw really well. They throw a bunch of pitches for strikes and, you know, they're going to give you their best effort every single time they're out there. And then we just talked about Scotty, who also will be making the all-star game as an outfielder. Also Aiden McNelly and Trevor Kalinske. Can you talk a little bit about each of those guys and what you've seen from them this season? Yeah. Uh, you know, starting with Aiden, I mean, he's hit from, from day one. Um, and that's a really tough transition. He's, he's just going into his freshman year of college. So for a, a guy to come into this league and be hitting over 300, um, we face good arms, you know, and, and Aiden just continues to hit. Um, he's just very, he's a very good hitter. Um, you know, he does everything well at the plate. He doesn't strike out that much, you know, that he puts balls in play. He can use the whole field. Um, he's like I said, he's, he's just, he's got a, an advanced, I think he's got an advanced approach and I think he's got an advanced skill set in terms of hitting wise. Um, and Trevor's Trevor's the same. I mean, Trevor's one of the big things there is like, a, I think I've said before when we were talking last week about him is, you know, he's competed at the highest level, you know, so he's used to the competition level. He's used to the pitching. He's used to the game situations just coming out of a, a, a bigger program. That's been very successful. Um, you know, nothing's going to be, you know, that much of a, 
aha moment for him because he's been through that. Um, and I think that that helps too, because there's that transition period, obviously. Um, and like you said, it, it makes it a little bit lessened in terms of that learning curve when you have that experience behind you. And what do you think it does to the confidence of these players earning that all-star nod and getting recognized for their contributions this summer? Oh yeah. I think it's, I think it's a huge, um, it's a huge confidence boost for them. Obviously they're being recognized in a quality summer league as being one of the top players in that league. Um, you know, I, I think it, it says a lot about, you know, their caliber of play. They're all really good guys um, who play really hard all the time. Um, and not to say that some of the guys who weren't selected aren't, but you know, these guys just, you know, they've come out and they've done a really good job and, you know, and they have fought through everything and, you know, they keep showing up every day and competing as hard as they can. And that's all we can really ask of them. And I, I think that, you know, it's, it's definitely an accomplishment when you look at some of the other guys who have been selected as all-stars on other teams, there's some really good players. Um, so for these guys to be included in that, that bunch, it says a lot about um, their caliber of play this summer. And let's end on this. This is a huge week for you guys coming up with this club, trying to climb back in the top three in the standings. How do you guys get back on track to playing winning baseball? Yeah. I mean, I think we need to continue to pitch really well, throw quality strikes. Um, I think we need to, uh, you know, take care of the ball in the field. You can't be giving up too many free bases, um, whether it be errors, pass balls, wild pitches, stuff like that. Um, and I think we need, we need to hit in, in bunches in key situations. We need to have that breakout inning. We need to have that situation to where, you know, we get, you know, a couple runners on base and we get a big hit. You know, and we score a couple runs. We put that big inning together. You know, we, we, we're going to continue to try to pressure other teams. Um, I think we try to run as much as we can and, and put pressure on other teams and put guys in scoring position. And we just need that breakout hit, that breakout inning, something along those lines to where we can do it. Um, you know, I, like I said, I think the quality of pitching has been good enough in a lot of games for us to win. We just need to have that breakout inning. Um, and I told our guys yesterday, I mean, and it's not from pressing. You know, you can't press and have that type of situation. You got to calm yourself down, slow your heartbeat down and just relax and play. Um, and, you know, if we do that, you know, hitting's contagious. I said it last week. It is, you know, one guy gets a hit, our confidence level as a team goes up, you know, we get multiple hits in a row, boom, our confidence level goes up. You know, we just need to kind of have that happen where we just get a string, a couple hits together and, you know, take advantage of some free bases. And hopefully we, you know, we walk out of this week with a couple wins and we're putting ourselves right back in a, a higher position in the, the standings to get into a good playoff seating. Jens will be taking on the fourth place New Brunswick Matrix on Tuesday night at Community Park as they look to get back into the win column. This is episode two of the Trent Generals Manager Show. Coach Grant, thanks for joining me. Thanks, Aaron.